This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So following up on that discussion about what's going on in the U.S. Congress right now and the inability to elect a speaker um, as the Republicans try and sort out the impasse down there. I've said it a million times here on this show. We've talked about it a lot. I've said Canada is not the United States. We do not have that that level of political division, that toxic political climate that has invaded the United States. I mean, that system is just failing. It's it's not working anymore for, for anybody. Um, Canada is not that. But I have also said I think we need to be really, really careful that we don't become that. And there are signs that we've taken some steps down that path, I think. And being right next to that giant, we pick up on the trends. We pick up on that environment. It spills over the border. Everything does. Um, and a new report by the Eurasia Group focuses on just this phenomenon. So to get into the details of that, we're going to chat now with Evan Solomon, who is publisher of G Zero Media and a senior management team of Eurasia Group. Uh, Evan, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time today. Oh, it's so great to be here. Happy New Year. Yeah, same to you. So let's start with this report overall. It's the Eurasia Group's annual top risk report, correct? That's sort of where the starting point is? Yeah, every year, uh, you know, we put out a big report for seeing what the top risks of the year are. And, you know, look, this year, rogue Russia is our number one risk. Sure. How a humiliated Russia, you know, is, is, is turning dangerous. China, maximum Xi, the power of Xi Jinping, the most powerful leader since, you know, basically Mao. That's our number two. But yeah, on the list, Canada makes it a bit. Um, I also found it interesting, and uh, we'll get to the candidate in a second, but artificial intelligence and the potential impact that might have on society. That's number three on your top risk list. Yeah, Ian Bremmer, who's the founder of, of Eurasia Group and, and one of the authors of it, likes to say aging autocrats and tech bros are basically the most dangerous uh, disruptors and risks of the year. And what we call the weapons of mass disruption. Right. And what, you know, look, this is big tech. We all know about it. And Eurasia Group sort of sees big tech and, and the, especially U.S. big tech as exporting the ability to disrupt our economic systems, either by actually disrupting it or by undermining trust in it. And, and those are met, and, and with the things like chat GPT, people have checked that out. You know how like basically a bot can write things yeah. that pass what's called the Turing test, which is the test where a computer sounds like a human. This coming AI is going to accelerate this massively. Which means the reality, which is already, um, incredibly flexible and not shared will get even more confusing. Yeah. Look, AI. Folks, uh, if you're not into AI to follow it, follow it because its power to do good things is going to be key. Yes. But its yeah. power to disrupt is growing exponentially, and it's and we are at a real turning point this year. Now, uh, for the sake of context, in this report, when you talk about your top ten risk, Canada doesn't make the top ten risk list for instability, right? I mean, we're not at that level yet. 
No, no, we're not there at all. But look, the U.S. does. The the eighth biggest risk is what we call the divided states of America. Look, we're all looking at whether we're it doesn't really affect us. But look at the the crazy mess that's going on in the U.S. right now, where it's taken 11 votes just to elect the Speaker of the House. Now, people in Canada are like, well, who cares about the Speaker? Our Speaker basically is like a disciplinarian telling MPs to be quiet. In the U.S., folks, just remember, the Speaker of the House is the third in line to be president, president, vice president, speaker. The speaker is an unbelievably powerful position, controls legislation, controls committees, controls the agenda. So this is a much more consequential uh, position than in Canada. And they can't. And, and Republicans, this should be a one vote issue. Yeah. They have not had this many votes since the Civil War. So nope. this is a shambles inside that party. It's crazy. It really is. And it, and I think you're, you're so right to point out the fact that uh, it's just an, uh, the latest illustration of how that system is faltering, if not flat out failing. You did produce three sub reports and you talk about Canada and that influence and that kind of political climate we see in the U.S. and how it influences us. Talk about that. Look, it's first of all, people like to say there's polarization and division in the U.S. We've seen it, of course, but we're getting it here, too, whether it's on the right or on the left. On on the right side, we've seen, you know, look, we've seen the People's Party. We've seen uh, some of the big protests at borders and, and in the nation's capital uh, in Ottawa. And on the left, you've seen the polarization around who's taking vaccines or not. The Eurasia Group report says some of that dysfunction is starting, that people like to look at the U.S. and say, boy, we don't have it here. Yeah. It's coming to Canada. And it's and look, it's it's happened in all our whether on a provincial level or on a national level. And it's not just about, look, healthy disagreement. Healthy disagreement is good, but a lack of trust in our systems has led to a kind of a tearing down of some of the fundamental issues, sometimes a distrust of election processes, and that's going to lead to divisions in our country. Listen, this is a country that, you know, we've almost been ripped apart from just our French-English divides, but now you, you see it with senses of Western alienation. That's growing as well. So, look, don't get too comfortable. Divisions happen everywhere around the world, weaponized by lots of things, and they're happening here too, and it's happening at an accelerated rate. And Canadians have to decide, look, it's great to disagree, but what is the big picture? Are we trying to stay united as a country, productive as a country? And those are decisions that, no matter where we are in the political spectrum, we've got to have a, at least a humane dialogue to be able to talk to each other. You're so right. Uh, and that resolution and how we get there, we'll talk about in a second. First of all, what causes the division? I know you talk about social media. You talk about some of the alternative media, things like that. There are people that will exploit that division for personal gain and amplify it, strengthen it, and make it worse. I mean, we get caught in a cycle, and that is largely a product of the United States, too, that trickles up here. We follow along. Where does it come from? Is it our leaders? Is it our media? Is it social media? How do we, how does it, as you say, continue to grow? Listen, it's a stew. First of all, look, it's been a hard time. We've got hyperinflation rates that we haven't seen in a generation. We've just come off some of the, you know, most invasive lockdowns of our lifetime. We've come off a global pandemic and into what could be a global recession. That makes 
you know, people angry. And that makes people, for, for genuine reason, feel like they're looking for answers. Housing prices are out of control. There's lots of pressures on businesses and governments who are experienced debt. Look at in Alberta, you've had the, the bust, now boom cycle with the price of oil. Mm-hmm. It's hard to ride those that buck and horse every day for households who, you know, you're broke, you're losing a job, then you're getting a job. So people are frustrated. They don't know who to trust. That is weaponized by both political parties and, of course, we know by the media, right? Chasing dollars themselves. And, and so you get this climate where the extremes are looking to benefit from people's pain. And people are genuinely finding out, and I think there's a, the media's got to look at itself, politicians, every, there's a trust deficit. Yeah, yeah. And when you don't have trust, you turn to all, other places for answers. And not all of those places, look what's happened with the quote-unquote QAnon stuff in the U.S., not all these things have uh, have your best interest, the country's best interest in mind. They could be conspiratorial things, and, and we've seen those things. And again... It's easy to talk down to people. That is the worst thing to do. You got to listen. And I know, like when I cover the protests, remember, you got to listen to people. You got to hear people out. And if we stop, once you start hearing, stop hearing and start yelling at people, uh, man, whatever, however great you think your community is, it starts breaking down real quick. Yeah. And you know what the thing is, Evan, you, you come to learn pretty quickly that we actually agree on a lot more than we disagree on, but we only focus and we're made to focus on those divisive issues, the things that we don't agree upon when there's so much more common ground that we could spend our time talking about. Look, I like, like the thing about a democracy is we should be able to disagree like, I don't want just to sitting in a kumbaya circle and agreeing. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, the beautiful thing about Canada is you and I can disagree about hockey teams, about politics, about tax, about trade, about war, about anything. But we don't attack each other. I'm not coming after your family. The cops aren't coming to arrest me. We have to protect our civil liberties and protect our right to disagree in a civil way. That's what talk radio is all about. That's what you do every day. And that's awesome. It's societies that lose that, you know, storming the Capitol buildings, burning things down, putting people in prison, government overreach on whatever side you're on the political spectrum. These are red lines we got to be vigilant about. And that's the risk we face, right? If we continue on the path and we don't have some sort of intervention, we end up, inevitably, you can see that we, you know, we're on the same path that was followed in the U.S., I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. I mean, eventually you end up in the same place, right? That's the risk we're facing. Yeah, and look, we've got a pretty great country here, and we've yeah. got some great opportunities. But it doesn't mean we should pretend that it's all roses. People are, there's a lot of frustrated people. There's a lot of people with real pain here. There's got to be better answers. And, and these are real challenges. This is one of our top risks. The risk is the very thing we love gets worse. The risk is our kids have a worse life than we do. The risk is that the community that we love has a lower quality of life, not a higher quality of life. And so we're all fighting in our own way to increase our quality of life. But let's make sure that we regard each other as opponents, not enemies. And when you see the other side as an enemy, you're starting to rip apart the very thing you're trying to save. And I think that's what this whole Top Risks is all about. Yeah, absolutely. Well put. Evan, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you being here. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.